It's such a fine line between stupid and, and clever. Yeah, it's just a little turnabout. It's a madhouse! A madhouse! Yeah, there seems to be some sort of communique. It's the Ty and Matt Show with Matt and Ty. Let's get some dirty. And we're back. We're, we're doing it again. I love that song. That is just a banger. It is. It is. Uh, Quiet by the Smashing Pumpkins. For those that didn't know, I think we've mentioned it before. But uh, bears repeating. We might have some new people. We might. Yeah, we might have some. Well, Maybe. It's a blend of. It's a blend of two things, right? Or did you yes. like custom make the whole song? No, no, no. I took quarantine. Uh, quarantine. Oh God. Jesus Quiet. Christ. Hold oh on. my Hold God. On. Let's do another take. I just had take. a stroke. I just had a stroke. Okay. Let me it's try all again. good. You remember the last it's, episode I, I, what, what did I plug? I plugged Bluetooth, the coronavirus and yeah. Ridge wallet in the same pitch. Cause I, I mean, it's getting there. Like the yeah. walls are talking. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know why you plugged the coronavirus because even if it were something that you it's know, blowing up, it doesn't it, it, it need does not any more. No, exactly. It needs no it, help. It, it is getting so much PR right now. It's not even funny. I, I know. I'm a fucking idiot. Like I learned nothing in my ad PR classes. A shill for big virus. That's what you are. <laughs> yeah, it's all. It's an inside <laughs> job for big virus. Yeah, that, that's uh, be, if things like that had their own PR campaign, we we would be one of the last podcasts. They would come to. Oh, don't. Well, I mean, I mean, shamelessly ripping off the Smashing Pumpkins is a good way to be yeah. the last one. Yeah. What do you and think? We'll, do you think we'll get a season desist letter someday? Actually, I hope so because that would mean that we made it. I would put um, that on Instagram. Yeah. Oh my God. The from, season desist. Yeah, from Billy Corgan's lawyers, it'd be awesome. <laughs> Oh and we God. would keep doing it so we could go to court. Isn't that what like, like Trump did that when he was like uh, doing his whatever tour? I don't, uh, you know, here, here's me with my fucking U.S. politics. I'm like, yeah, the yeah. president tour. Well, that happens anytime a Republican uses a song. Uh, <laughs> someone comes out the and says, like, please stop. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, no, we don't want any part of this. So, so then they're stuck with like, you know, the public domain stuff or like old thing. <laughs> like Trump comes out to. The Entertainer by Scott Joplin <laughs> on Wax Cylinder. So wait, wait. So is the is this, is our intro song a blend of two? I've you know I don't no. know why I'm asking. We're like no, it's three not. years into a show, and I'm just no, now curious. It sounds funny, but that's that's for those that are curious. That's how that song sounds on the uh, Siamese Dream album. Um, I j- of course it does not have uh the uh clip from spinal tap or uh the simpsons over top of it yeah that's that's your uh, little touch right there yeah, that's, my, that's what that's i did matt regal that's touch. what i did more more copywritten material that i took my matt regal touch yeah a matt regal joke I, I, we don't have the soundboard anymore so that's my best no, attempt at doing a soundboard we could we could go to that where instead of like the the vocalized soundboard like someone tells a joke that bombs and i'm like yeah <laughs> Doing doing the old car crash. Oh my or... god, that was actually that was really good. Thank you. I'm like the guy from the Police Academy movies. Uh, oh god, I don't, Michael I don't... Winslow. I yeah, think Michael Winslow. Like... You know what's yeah. funny is I saw he was doing stand up. Does uh, he just do noises? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I wondered the same thing. But what was even stranger is like he was in the middle of fucking nowhere, Georgia. 
really? headlining a place of like a broom closet. I'm assuming. Yeah. It's this tiny little club in the middle of nowhere. And it's just like, wow, the fall from grace. Like, what yeah. happened? You did like, what, 10 of those police academies and then it was over. Yeah. I wonder if it's, he's like, now what would it sound like if a helicopter was flying through a thunderstorm? I think it would sound a little something, which is my favorite hack impression thing to do. I think it would sound a little something what like this. Yeah. And then you turn around. That's the other thing. That's the other hack move. <sighs> And then helicopter in a thunderstorm, and it always kills. Oh, it always like, kills. That is what it would sound like. Yeah, <laughs> the audience is like, oh, it's funny because it's true. We we have a club here in Atlanta called the Punchline, mm-hmm. and at their open mic, there's always like at least five comics that are just going through every hack bit. Yeah, because they don't do stand up enough to really understand. Like, oh. You should be getting more personal and maybe finding like new angles on things instead of just doing the like A plus B equals C formula. Yeah. And it's so weird to just see it so casually done. There's a guy. uh, Oh, man, this is it's so weird. He goes up with, um, you know, the oxygen tanks. He's like 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 an oxygen tank to breathe. Yeah. He can't breathe because he's 70. Uh, oh, okay. So someone needs to help him and his oxygen tank up. This is, mind you, this is inside of a comedy club, so it's dead silent. And yeah. It's just like, so you're just hearing the, the rustle of an oxygen tank getting on stage. And then he just does Bernie Sanders impressions because he looks like Bernie Sanders. Bernie, a big, big one right now. It's hot. Yeah. Um, and he does that for five minutes. Okay. To mostly silence. Yeah. Uh, then we'll, I swear to God, there was a night where he was followed by another very old guy who's like dressed very classical 1920s entertainer. Yeah. And his his it wasn't stand up. What he would do is I can guess your birthday uh like the year you were born by your birth month. Okay. And it required some kind of math. So he would be like like uh, like if you're an audience member he's like, "Hey, what what's your birth month?" Uh July. And then he'd sit there and he'd start counting on his fingers for like three minutes. And then he would shoot. He, and he was right. The year he would say was right. But the problem is, is like so like a space of time went by to the point where it's like, I don't like no one cared. No anymore. one cares anymore. Yeah, exactly. yeah we've all moved on. And yeah, he would, would do that for five minutes. Even if he would have done it immediately. Like if I if I said I was born in July and he goes, oh, 1995, he'd be like, oh, wow. Like that would be the extent of the reaction. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just kind of like you just politely go like, well, you know, you, it's like a thing a coworker would like corner you into like doing. Yeah. And you'd be like, yeah. oh, great. Thanks, Scott. That's yeah. It. Like, okay. Like you probably would have gotten within like five years anyway. Like you probably would have been between like 97 and 93 to begin with. So it's not that impressive. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I love the idea of the, the guy with the air tank like going on, and someone in the st- in the audience like doesn't realize he actually needs, it and they're like, "Oh, fucking prop comic!" Yeah, fucking prop <laughs> comic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great, great. Fucking hack. Yeah. What's the deal with oxygen tanks? That that's that is one thing. Like when like you're supposed to write about what you know, but then there are the people that write about uh, things that are just so only things that they would know. Like I remember. Uh, going to an open mic in Orlando once and a girl just went up and started telling work stories 
work oh, you, may, you may have been there yeah she she just goes up and she's like my boss is so funny like he's always doing this like it, it was like someone's exp- telling you the story but she was doing it to an audience and it's like i don't know who your boss is like these these are not funny to me these are well you have to know my boss yeah <laughs> it was like that kind of thing i'm like oh god the, 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 we had a dude there. uh the guitar we had a music comic Mm-hmm. but it was an electric guitar and he had nothing set up and like they were doing bucket spots. So his name just gets called. Yeah. And I shit you not. He brings up all his equipment and he's got to set up and the host is just standing there and she's like trying to like keep the applause going like, Hey, come on, hurry up. Yeah. And then he looks at her and he goes like, yeah, just do something funny. I got to set up. Oh, it was so cringy. And then, in my head, I'm like, well, this better be, like, incredible. If you come up with that much confidence, like, this better be the best. And it was just a song with the same punchline in the chorus for, like, five fucking oh. minutes. And God. we watched him set up for five minutes. So, really, he did ten minutes of ten stand-up. Minutes. And the funniest part was the setup. The setup was great. Yeah, the setup was hilarious. <laughs> the way he plugged in some of those cables, hilarious. The, yeah, when he pulled out the, the the cable knot and he looked at us, he had like a you had to be there. That's just, he had yeah, a he's face. like, so, like someone yikes. should have someone should have reverse coiled this. Ah, uh, ah, uh, looking for people that like understand what that is. Oh man, there's so many There's TV bombs. people that are dying right now. Oh my god, yeah. If you guys worked in the broadcasting industry, you'd be cracking up. You'd be fucking. You should be my boss. He, he's oh he's always god. making those cable jokes. Oh my god, my boss, funny. They they say funniest cable joke maker this side of the Mississippi. Honestly, he should be the one here. I don't know why I'm a shell of a human being. Yeah. Please get because me off of the stage. Because <laughs> <laughs> That's the open mic I would like to see. I would love to see like I I I would love to see the walls kind of crumble in on someone. Mm-hmm. You see it sometimes. And that's the yeah. best mic you'll ever go to. The, f- the floundering open mic comic? Yeah, the guy that realizes, like, oh, I'm not funny. Like, and you see Oof. the realization halfway through, and then all of a sudden you can hear the low energy kick in where he does the rest of his jokes, and he's like, so I was hanging out with my wife, um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they Dude, just give so up. You're talking about next level bombing. Oh, yeah. Because every, everyone has seen, like, a joke not work, like, a bit just not work. You're talking about someone's entire like self-image of them being a funny person just shattering Trouble. to pieces. That that would be a show. I that's my favorite. Really? Yeah, of course. Because that that's a real like that doesn't happen all the time. No. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's anyone can kill. You know what? Everyone's got the capabilities of who has the capabilities of like holding a mirror up to their very idea of themselves? while they're on stage that is talent in my opinion and, the fact that you can just crumble on stage yeah like oh my god i was thinking i i haven't done stand-up that much did it like five times and i i don't think i've had that moment but how would i know that's that's the other thing about it is like it, or is that what you're saying like they they're realizing so you know like i'm not funny what's funny is i've watched it both ways i've seen it where they do that and you think like, oh, he's going to beat himself up when he gets off stage. Like this dude, like keep an eye on him. Like make sure there's no guns at his house. But yeah. they'll get off stage and then go like, dude, that was great. Great crowd. That was hot. <laughs> and like, it's just like, it's that moment where it's like, I mean, we both have ears. Like we heard, like stand up's impossible not to hear what's happening. Yeah. Like 
it couldn't be any more convenient for you to understand what's happening. Like you face people, you can see the look of sorrow in their face. Like as soon as you start, they just like it pains them. And then you can always it's always if it's a white crowd, they always do this. It's a polite head head nod. They're like Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. They're rooting for you, but they're not gonna laugh. You can do it, buddy. That's what it like that's the message it sends. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tough. Speaking of some uh, nasty bombs, yeah. My 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 football team, the Tampa Bay yeah. Buccaneers, yeah, uh, bombing for the past whole legacy of the the program. Other than well, 04, since two thousand two, it wasn't two thousand two. Was it oh two? Yeah, you probably they, are they right. Beat the Raiders. That's always a weird Super Bowl to think about. It is. But it was Buccaneers and Raiders. It just feels weird. Tampa Bay uh, Super Bowl. Let's see what. That that just feels like the two reject teams. Seriously. Consolation prize. Yeah. So it was the O two season, but uh, it was the O three Super Bowl. Okay. So so we we split the difference. Yeah, we'll split. Yeah, I'll take yeah. some credit. Yeah. You get, so yeah, perennial uh, losers. Yeah. The Buccaneers. It still hurts just that landed. you're saying that, but yeah, but it that's that could change. Just landed. TB twelve. TB twelve. Right Brady. after. You know, my favorite part of the whole thing is Jameis Winston. And this is, I thought this was a joke. This is unironic. Right after Jameis Winston got LASIK eye surgery. (laughs) Yeah. In the offseason. Because in case you don't know football very well, uh, he is the walking paradox of a quarterback that has had the most completions and most interceptions in a single season. That's, That's almost like... Yeah, you're right about that being a paradox because you almost can't even figure out how that's a thing you can that can be possible. Yeah, you're the best and worst quarterback. Yeah, what does that do for you, like your QB rating? Like, what what would that where would that be? I, you know, what's so funny is if you like pay attention to, to like a Tampa Bay game, you can literally watch his QB rating go to like close to the 150s and then tank into the 40s <laughs> in the same game, almost in the same quarter. Wow, like back to back plays. That would be astounding to like watch like a real time graph of that just like moving up and down constantly, play to play. Oh god, yeah, yeah, it, would, it looked like a fucking sine wave. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I was, I was, uh, I felt bad for Jameis. I was always a Jameis fan going back to his days at uh, Florida State because he was always getting in trouble, but it was for like the funniest things usually. Oh, when he like, like got up on a table and he's like, uh, that was funny. Fucker in the pussy or something. Yep. That was one. And then the other one was he, he stole crab legs from Publix <laughs> and he, and he, but he, he did it by like putting them down his pants and like trying to walk out with it. Um, which I just thought was a funny thing crab to, legs uh, in your pants. S- to steal and a funny way of doing it. Um, so yeah, I felt yeah. It, it is funny, right? Right after late, like you know, he got the LASIK surgery. Like you know what? This is going to be our year, guys. I yeah, this is see. this is where it all turns around for me. I will be, like, I'll be the next Tom Brady. And then they're like, no, actually, funny the next you bring Tom that, Brady is. <laughs> <laughs> funny you bring that up. Yeah, uh, we have Tom Brady here. You can leave. Yeah. So um, have fun in the uh, XFL if they're going to be playing next year, James. They might. Do you, be where do, you, do you think he's going to go? Y- yeah, that's uh, that was a. I think uh, he. I think he just he gets benched. I mean, yeah. I imagine he gets benched because I, I. I can't imagine you're gonna leave because I'm sure it's gonna be one of those things where it's like, oh, you're gonna want to learn from Tom Brady. Yeah, he, I think he's. He's probably. He's. I saw that he had been with them for like five years. Like he. He's 
he's done there. There's nothing to um, learn from Tom Brady, though, because he's not a human. It, he wouldn't be able to explain it. He's no. one of those. I, I've heard that about, um, like, you look at uh, Magic Johnson once coached, uh, Wayne Gretzky once coached, and they were terrible. And that was, that's, a lot of people think that's the problem, is when you're so good at something, it just happens naturally. You can't explain it. Well, have you seen Tom Brady's process? Like, uh, this is this is how you know Tom Brady's got too much t- time and money, is mm-hmm. that on Facebook, back when Facebook was really pushing their video content, they produced yeah. a behind-the-scenes of Tom Brady deal. Yeah. So you're watching his day-to-day life. And I, I'll never forget the scene where he's just sitting there, and he's got his computer, he's in his office, and he's got the little remote that like coaches always have where they're watching tape so they can rewind it, play it, rewind yeah. it. And he's just sitting there going like, yeah, I mean, this is my favorite part of the whole process. Like, I could just sit here for hours watching tape. That who the that fuck, is what it takes. Whose favorite process no. to the game of football? <laughs> yeah, the fucking gridiron is watching the previous yeah. game. Uh, yeah, I don't like running out on the field in front of sixty thousand screaming fans who adore me. I like sitting in my. Uh, it's probably a nice home theater. Let's be fair about that. That's probably pretty nice. But no, like it's just an through- office. He's just in an office. It's like the same computer that I'm recording on is what he's watching, just fucking watching tape. And he's like, this is my favorite part of the whole thing. What a weird guy. And you know, he had to tell his supermodel wife is like, Tom, let's go sit by the pool. And he's like, he's like, no, I got to watch me beat up on the bills again. Yeah. Well, no, it's like it's more like she kind of walks in and he's watching him. He's like, oh, sorry. uh, Hold on. And he's like, (laughs) get the pants up. He's like, "Um, yeah, no. uh, Two eggs, bacon. That's fine. Yeah, he, and he was, he was watching the Jets game. Yeah, <laughs> his like, hand God was, fucking was, damn it! Oh look God. at that fucking spiral. Look at the way I, I just pick apart that secondary. I just look at me go. How do you? I mean, can you imagine? I mean, I guess it's not that crazy. Because think about it like this. Actually, I'm going to support Tom Brady here, mostly okay. because I have to, because he's my quarterback now. He is. That's my. That's my quarterback. That's my. Hey, hey, he's my quarterback. Hey, that's my guy. Um. You know how like kids on YouTube they they like to watch video games instead of play video games. Uh, I I see where you're going. And I think can, what whose fucking phone is that? Are you kidding me? In my in my podcast studio. You forgot to turn your studio light on. I'm not on, I'm guessing. screaming. Are you gonna answer the phone? You don't. It's a phone. That's what's ringing. <laughs> I. I <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can you guys take my podcasting dream serious? Oh, my God. A podcast empire crumbled by a ringing phone. By a ringing phone. Just that yeah. easy. Um, Tough. Hate to see it. And that's our two first guests for the show, uh, Lake and Jude and Shelby, which I would recommend listening to the previous episode if you want to really get to know Shelby. We need the video. Are we going to release the video for that? I hate that. I'm sorry to go back on it because I know we were yeah. getting somewhere with Tom Brady, but like, are we? No, no, no. No, I mean, it, it's are we, there. Are we releasing Nip Vip? Nip, Nip Vip. <laughs> fucking fuck. Fuck. You know what? If we want the podcast to uh, to grow, maybe that's what it takes. Can we put it on? How mad do you think she'd be if we just like did an amateur, like we submitted to amateur porn on like Pornhub? Do you want the funny podcast answer? Or do you want the real answer? Well, the real answer is we definitely are going to get tied up in a pretty long legal case. Yeah. Um, definitely going to get dragged through the mud for a while. But did you notice every every intro starts with us discussing, like, what hypothetical litigation? 
<laughs> like it, it always starts out, out with us being like a cease and desist or we're going to go to court or, but and then it kind of works back around where we're like that would actually would probably help our podcast yeah i mean i i don't know i've always felt this way even when we did our little shitty uh tonight tonight uh yeah. ucf is i would always propose like what if we just like snuck a little bit of cocaine into the host's like bag and called the cops on them because worst case scenario you get more viewers yeah like it any 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 uh publicity is good publicity i i would think that's a good idea if i weren't the host yeah you were the host i was the host but it would have helped yeah. i mean we got like what 10 10 views on on youtube we could have gotten yeah. like 15 probably probably <laughs> that, that's like a 30 percent or 50 percent growth i'm not a math guy well, we did radio television. There's no math yeah. there. No, none at all. That's why we did it. <laughs> what do you What do you say we uh, intro our guests for this week? You You want to do that? You think it's You think it's I, time? Are you coming back in so. here with the fucking phone? Do you want to say, hey? Do you want Do you have any? Actually, I am curious about this. Do you have anything to say to any time Matt listeners about about what happened the last episode, the nip slip, Shelby Gate? Can we call it Shelby Gate? <laughs> do you have anything? No, come here. Do you have? A, I'm giving you a chance to explain yourself, because we didn't platform. give you your side of the the story, and I don't. I would never want to deplatform a woman. No, not okay. in 2020. You wouldn't. Do you? Do you want to do it? Sure. Okay. Here you go. Uh, la- ladies and gentlemen, uh, longtime girlfriend Shelby Page, here to explain her side of the story. Podcasts usually don't include video. It's a fair point. I mean, that is very fair. Podcasts, uh, yeah. other you know other what? than some of the most popular podcasts being on YouTube, most podcasts. You, that's true. Popular podcasts have videos. So what's our excuse? I I don't know. I felt like that was fine. I guess that's a fine enough reason. Yeah, it was succinct. Uh, concise would hold up in court probably yeah like well, uh, i i think um i feel good about this i think we should probably go to our actual guest because I, I expected yeah. more out of that i'll be honest like i've really built that up to be something a lot more mm-hmm. and then she just gave like a really honest <laughs> forward answer yeah podcast don't, don't have video can we call that is that the name of our podcast this one right yeah, now. This it episode. absolutely will be. Podcasts don't have video. <laughs> episode 18. Episode 18. Uh, yeah, let's get this fucking thing started. Guys, guys, I love this guy. I think, I mean, I'm going to let you come up with your own verdict on it. He's a wonderful, um, what did we hit? I mean, he's a wonderful nightclub bartender. I mean, he served in the the, 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 the army. He, he's a good friend of mine. He's an Atlanta comic. Guys, give it up for Matt Tamburino. And here we are with Matt Tamburino. Matt, what is going on? Shit, man. Just living, man. One day at a time. Cooped up in my house. I know. It's uh, it's a tough life, a quarantine life. It is a very <laughs> tough life. It is, but... How, what, are you do, like, what are you doing during a quarantine? Shit. Not writing jokes. Fuck. Oh. Um, not much, man. Just hanging out watching tv trying to figure out how to do this more how to podcast more been doing just watching youtube you've come videos. to the wrong 
come to the wrong place if you're trying to learn how to podcast. Yeah, I'll be yeah. honest with you. Yeah, this, this is, is the uh, section where I learn what not to do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, pay, exactly. Pay, pay very close attention right now. I hope you brought your notebook. <laughs> so, okay, if we weren't in a quarantine, let's pretend we're not in a quarantine. Mm-hmm. What What are you doing, Matt? Like, what are you about? Oh, shit. I mean, at twelve thirty on a Sunday, I am still passed out. Uh, <laughs> I'm a bartender at a nightclub, so normally, yeah. you know, I don't go to work till nine or ten at night on a Friday and Saturday night, and get off at six in the morning so come how do you how do you find out. time to do stand-up shit you mean every other night of the week that i have off when i'm not working oh, two nights right. a week that's right wait, you, so wait do you work? even on nights that i work they let me come in late if i have to i don't have to be there till 10 o'clock and they're like you can come in at 11 if you need to so i mean there's no real shows going on past that oh that's like the perfect i, I would oh, say yeah. day job but definitely not a day <laughs> job but like perfect like survival job yeah, as a uh, comic yeah no it's the best which, I mean, I say that as I'm currently applying to Publix in Kroger, I have a Publix <laughs> job application as we speak. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, all this shit. You're telling me people don't want to go to a nightclub? <laughs> oh, they do. They just don't want to let them. Oh, Trust yeah, me, that's right. don't give a fuck. Yeah. No, I can imagine. I've, I've been to, it's uh, Believe, right? Believe yeah. nightclub yeah, here. At- Believe Music Hall. Yeah. Iris. When this thing When this thing ends, everyone go to Believe. And- oh, yeah. Give Matt Tamborino some love. Hell yeah. Let him disinfect it. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. I we'll, mean, then go in. We'll spray it down. Bleach. Spend your money. Yeah. Let, <laughs> let him clean. Yeah, the amount of Molly and cocaine all over that place. I think it's immune. That should probably kill anything. That's what I'm yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's one of the strongest cleaning agents man can buy. <laughs> what if that was the down. cure? <laughs> what if that yeah. we, we find out that was the you cure. Literally. There were fake articles going around saying that cocaine and bleach were the cure. And then they had to put out other articles saying, no, guys, actually. <laughs> That was a joke. <laughs> Cocaine does not yeah. kill the coronavirus. <laughs> I mean, it does kill I was like, a... too late. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you have, like, other than trying to get a job at, like, Publix and, and Kroger, what are some quarantine plans? Is there, like, some goals you got with this whole thing? Hashtag quarantine goals. Hashtag quarantine goals. Find a job, I'm man, disgusted survive. I just said that. <laughs> quarantine goals. <laughs> oh, man, it's not, I mean, like I said, I want to get my podcast going, get that up and running. I think this is an important time to be putting out as much content as you can and figuring out how to. Obviously, yeah. live streaming an open mic is not the way to go, as we are learning. So we got to figure out some other way to <laughs> give the people laughs. Yeah. I, I mean, have you done the uh, the virtual open mics? No, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think I could ever. Oh. I mean, unless there was a enough audience members on those virtual mics as well and i could see their faces and see them laugh then no no dude you I get just, the laugh reacts without i don't know I come don't on know. It's a, that's the future i don't want to live in the future it's like uh, a black I, I, I don't know. It's so in the moment it's such a personal thing that you have to i mean you need that feedback and meet i mean i can't yeah i can't imagine doing it even with even with something like this there's there's a delay i i feel like that would even throw things off just timing wise no, yeah exactly that subtle delay between when you're finishing a joke and when the laughs should be there yeah um but i think there's plenty of opportunities outside of you know strict stand-up or pure stand-up i mean obviously doing podcasts like this or any other kind of content you can put out that's funny and you know helps people get through this shit yeah so, so you mentioned uh wanting to get your podcast started what sort of Thing were you looking to do um i've tried a, a few ideas with a few people um here and there and i've got a couple things going but my big idea right now and i don't know um i guess we can talk about it but shit i want to do kind of like a, if you've ever watched joe rogan like the fight companion 
you know, he mm-hmm. does it on a Saturday night, you know, syncs it up to the UFC fight and him and his buddies just talk shit, you know, comment on it, whatever. So I kind of want to do that with uh, popular and famous movies and TV shows, like mostly stuff mm-hmm. that's on Netflix. So what you can do, so I put out the podcast saying we're watching, you know, Halloween part two, whatever today. So you sync it up, you start the movie right when we're starting our podcast and it's just me and other comedians just talking shit, making fun of the movie, you know, just being there. But you can kind of, so while people under quarantine or any other time, you know, they were just sitting at home watching a movie by themselves, lonely, you know, yeah. now you've got this, it's like you got three buddies sitting with you, talking shit with you. That, that is, this is like a perfect time for something like yeah. that. It's just, there's like Definitely. a couple, you know, issues with it. I mean, obviously I can't show video or audio from these if I'm trying to monetize the videos. Something, yeah. you have to sync it up, right? This isn't something they can listen to on their way to work and it be as entertaining. So they have to be sitting mm-hmm. there watching that particular thing. So I mean, it's there. I just, yeah, I would have to figure out the logistics of it. It's like a yeah. dark side of the rainbow. You remember that where it's like, <laughs> I was thinking of that yeah, if you, uh, the wizard of Oz, if you sync it up with a certain part of oh. dark side of the moon, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. like hits the beat. Yeah. Did, did you, did you ever think that with so many albums created and so many movies created like that had to happen at some point that two would just sync up, sync up just by chance. Yeah. Well, I think when they show like, I, I always did rap videos and overlay like a, country song or that whatever that michelle branch song was and it kind of you know syncs up perfectly yeah that's just yeah you find two songs with similar tempos you can like a lot of times just put them together yeah. and it sounds seamless i remember someone doing that with like slipknot and justin bieber <laughs> right. oh my god they just realized that the tempos were the same and oh, put yeah, them together be all about mashups yeah man hey, yeah that's, but a, that's but, an angle but an album and a movie it's a little bit weird i get that yeah but what joe rogan does i mean i don't watch a lot of rogan but i know during his fight companion he puts so even if you watch it at a later date he puts a little ticker at the bottom. So I would put a little ticker at the bottom to show you, you know, we're 45 minutes and 24 seconds into the movie. And so even if they have to stop and then come back to it, they can go back to that and then go, you know, Netflix tells you how many minutes and seconds you are into the show or movie. So you can sync that up and just know where mm-hmm. you're at. Nobody steal this idea. Oh, it's already been, <laughs> nah, it's already been done. I mean, it's, all, oh, it's, okay. like, it's like mystery science theater. If you ever watched that, I mean, yeah. they were watching yeah. old, public domain movies you know so they don't have to pay for they can actually show the movie yeah they're yeah. talking shit about it well you could do that too. <laughs> i mean that's right. just it's completely stealing from them yeah yeah, yeah. No, I don't care. <laughs> well as long as you don't do it with puppets i think there's a uh, there's at least some plausible deniability there exactly it's like they used two robot puppets we were just a couple of comics it's completely not the same <laughs> thing not, no. allegedly <laughs> allegedly so what what got you into comedy ah fuck um I was always obsessed with it, man. I mean, from a young age, I used to steal my dad's. It was uh, Richard Pryor records and Adam Sandler cassettes. So that's how my oh, that that should be the name of your special, right there. That's a really good album. (laughs) Adam Sandler cassettes. No, but I used to burn those things up, man. Biography. Yeah, yeah, I was obsessed. And then Eddie Murphy. And so I was always obsessed with comedy and comedy movies, um, but never really saw it as a career. Well, what Um, when did you start? Like, how old were you? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Oh, wow performing yeah do you ever like because i get this because i started at uh like i think i I just turned 23 is when i started to consistently go pretty enough to claim that i was doing stand-up but i'd always like look at these like 18 year old kids and just be like fuck started too late (laughs) right no i mean luckily the good thing with comedy is there's no age restriction but it would be nice yeah to have that kind of jump start i'm jealous but also proud of them there's no hatred for them i'm really like you know that's awesome you know. I just, how do you go to college? I don't, I've always 
talk to like college kids like how do you go to college and do stand-up because it's like stand-up just takes over so much of your life because it takes all your time you're hanging out at either an open mic you're having to write a joke or you're like listening back to old sets and it's like stand-up just feels like more fucking homework like just yeah. live a life i i don't know yeah. i don't <laughs> I regret it. not doing stand-up i mean college. i think the same thing with people that have day jobs like you, you people that have 40 hour jobs, you know, as an accountant or working for the weather channel. Oh yeah. You know, well, it's it's, a fucking I don't know nightmare. how they, I mean, I used to do it. I used to work, you know, full time during the week and then, you know, go out at night, do stand up and have to wake up early in the morning. And I hated it. So, uh, I mean, I don't, and it and I, I've never had a real responsible, important job, you know, where it really took any kind of mental capacity to do. Well, don't don't so give me credit. Do, don't give me credit. No, I wasn't saying me. you. I'm talking yeah, about, don't. remember I said accountant before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or, you know, there's a couple lawyers in the scene, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I just can't imagine, oh, especially the lawyers, dude. I mean, that's a, I, I would could, hate to be their client. I, that's a, yeah, I found that, out my lawyer I, was a comedian. I, I can't even imagine that. Like, you have this huge case, your life <laughs> depends on it, and then you go to the chuckle hut, and there's your lawyer right. just doing his five minutes. Oh, my the, God. The worst would, would be, be like, you're, you're, you're talking to your lawyer in private, and he's like, that's really good. Can I use it as material? <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't mind if I use that, do you? God, that's yeah, so funny. This is the funniest divorce you're case you're I've like ever serious had. Serious, and he just pulls out his phone and starts writing down a couple little things. Like, what's that? Is oh. that it? So she slept yeah, with no, your no, brother. I think, there's something, I think there's something there. You know, I don't know. Not yet, but there's something there. Yeah, can I can I <laughs> pitch it to you? Yeah, my mom got raped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he starts pitching material to the clients on their time. They're like, he's just paying it for like a writing workshop. <laughs> That'd be good, dude. I I agree. I mean, yeah, having like a normal day job. Well, I don't necessarily have the most normal day job. Like, I don't working in TV isn't. It's fucking weird, and I don't. It has a different schedule, but I don't know how someone yeah has a very legitimate. Like, we have a a doctor in the scene now, like a dude that works really? at Emory. Yeah, I saw him at uh, an open mic, and he had pretty much all medical material. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, how. Like the profession of being a doctor just seems already just such a nightmare mm-hmm. that you go like, you know what I want to do in my free time is I want to do the thing that has the highest rate of failure. Right. I just, I don't know. Again, I feel like that's bad. another profession that I don't want him running bits by me. When no. Yeah. <laughs> hey, before but you go med- under. How medical, you said it's all medically centric. I would love if it was like, like he was, he was just sailing punchlines over everyone's head. Like the punchlines were like. Yeah, the mitochondria, and he's just waiting for laughs, and no one's. Like, and the whole time, about them since we were school. all asleep because she's an anesthesiologist, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah he does it in like an Andrew Dice Clay tone, though. Oh my! <laughs> and I said to the bitch, <laughs> "It's an episiotomy." <laughs> oh my god, that would be the be- that would be the mashup that I want. That's the tempos that need to match. Is the, the doctor means. comedian with the Andrew Dice Clay tone? <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, so those are those are pretty good. Uh, are, is like Richard Pryor and and Adam Sandler like your primary inspirations with um, comedy? Eddie Murphy was one of my biggest ones growing up. If not oh, that explains a lot. Specials, Ron Delaney, yeah, yeah, yeah. Them and then um, Daniel Tosh, actually from a young age. Um, we all grew up with Daniel club. Tosh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we all know, but yeah, I mean, most people know him from. His show, but yeah, his stand-up was incredible. Uh, yeah, no, and definitely no, really my killing. style too. So I always loved him. But yeah, man, I just always loved comedy. Always kind of found an outlet in humor. Always was the class clown. Always gotten when I was in the army for six years, got in trouble constantly oh, for fucking around. And that's a tough day job to have. To, <laughs> so you didn't do any comedy while you're in the army. 
No, no, I did not, unfortunately. Were you just overseas? with friends? I mean, and some of the funniest guys I've ever met. I think it's pretty universal when you get a group of guys together and you're kind of sleep deprived and woman deprived and everything, you just brings out the funny man. There were some motherfuckers that will never do a, will never do stand up a day in their life, but they're the funniest guys I've ever met ever. I agree with that. I've, just, I've you know, just hung out with around. I've hung out with too many people in the army, and they are. They're, they're, it's like a couple of things. They're either really funny and they give no fucks, or they are like so self deluded. Like they're the crazy, oh and they're so God. fun to hang Fish out bags. because they're just like, yeah, they're gone. Like you can't. There's no reality. Gravity stopped existing after basic. Right. I have a dude that like he's just convinced. Uh, he's a close friend of mine actually, but he's so funny. He's convinced every girl is hitting on him. Like she could just like, <laughs> yeah, she could just drop the food right. off, and then he'd like look at me like, you saw that? Yeah, at- everybody was a marine, and we used to walk down the streets of Charleston where I went to college, and he would just yell like, "Yo, I got a dick. You want a party?" <laughs> he thought that this would I mean yeah. He Yo, just, like, I got a dick. Yeah, they yeah. They just, that's all. Yeah, I love how I got the a dick, dick. They want a party. Like drugs. <laughs> I've got drugs want a party that's the new pickup line yeah at least where I work at <laughs> so, <laughs> dude with the most drugs so you're in the army for six years yeah 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 army reserves I mean it wasn't like a full-time job okay so you weren't like overseas and, no 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 unfortunately well yeah I went all around the U.S. but never overseas that's cool okay well, yeah. right. I was about to ask some questions so about barely. this COVID-19 thing Got oh, any inside secrets to it? <laughs> no, but I know people are freaking out about the National Guard being kind of deployed to certain areas. But I mean, that's fucking. That's what they're. That's what they're for. They're I know. That's what the National Guard. They're never supposed to go really like, overseas. They're supposed to just do relief efforts here in the U.S. Yeah. Like when Katrina happened, when things, you know, they send them in just to maintain order and keep. You know, I, I think it's a quarantine that has people feeling weird because there's something weird about being on the road by yourself. And then you look over to the right when you're at a stoplight and it's just like a fucking national guard truck. And there's just yeah, some yeah, kind yeah. of non comfort that comes from it. Cause you're like, what's happening? Like, right. What is yeah, going yeah, on right now? Unnerving. I remember when I was in the army, I was down in Miami and there was a helicopter unit out of North Carolina that needed to get miles for whatever before they could go overseas. And so they were friends with one of the guys in my unit. So they flew down to Miami and then flew us back to North Carolina and then flew us back to Miami. It was like a whole day thing. But I mean, these helicopters were flying low as fuck. I mean, they've got machine guns on the side and we're like 10 of them in like a V formation. And I'm just looking at the ground like, what are these people thinking right now when they see this going above them? I mean, yeah, like 10 heavily fortified helicopters. Yeah, I just think it's always unnerving. I mean, I know it yeah. should be. I know you should feel safer, but it's like it's the same feeling you get when a cop walks in the room. Like we should feel safe. <laughs> right? No, yeah, no matter yeah. what. But for some reason, I always feel tense. Like I'm just kind of like, oh god. <laughs> you you start going through your mind like, what did I do? Even though you know you didn't do anything, you're like, oh, is there something that they can get me for? Yeah, I almost face. always think <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, so I, I question. You, you guys are both in Atlanta. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm in rural Pennsylvania, God's country, as it were. Yeah. So there's more of like a National Guard presence down where you guys are? Because like I haven't seen no, anything. Haven't that seen. Oh, I, t- I thought Ty was just alluding to being at a stoplight and uh, there's just something you made up. No, 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 no. I was. Oh, I'm I a was, fucking idiot. Then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're talking about. I bought in. Yeah, they're talking about oh, okay. bringing I, the National Guard out. In certain areas they do, and I'm sure there are. I mean, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you had seen that like this morning. No, no, no. I was no, riveted. No. <laughs> right? Not, not yet. Oh, my God. I George fell for it. martial law now. Yeah, now. If I you are out after n- eight, they're allowed to shoot you. <laughs> like, well, lucky you'll kill shots. Georgia. 
Yeah, I mean that's just normal. <laughs> I mean that's just a first for being white in Georgia, but <laughs> we're all living the black experience now in Georgia, yeah. which which fucking sucks. Um, power. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what 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 do you ultimately? So where does this go? Like, if you're doing stand up, if you're if you have the podcast, if all things are greenlit here for you, what do you ultimately want to land with on comedy? Uh, just being a touring comedian, honestly. I a mean, road dog. In- yeah, dude, sure. <laughs> I just I've done a couple road gigs, and I just fucking love it, dude. I mean, I didn't, I've never really been able to travel much in my life. I mean, obviously, the Army, I was hoping they'd take me somewhere, but the only other country I've ever been to is the Bahamas, which is super lame. And then, you know, most of the U.S. I've never seen. I'd love to just go on the road, man. My favorite thing, like when I did Nashville a couple weeks ago and a couple other cities, I'd get in there early, exploring the city, man, doing what the locals do, meeting people, talking to people, and then doing the show at night. Fucking making them laugh, and then on to the next one. Oh man, that sounds like a blast. Yeah, I fucking love it, man. Yeah, it does. I love it. Even if I'm, mean, if I'm, as long as I'm making enough to get by, I want to get an RV. Bring my dogs with me. Oh boy, go on the road, man. You're it's gonna like, be that comic, the RV guy. I'm, yeah, the RV guy. Oh, you show up at a scene. <laughs> I know that was a guy. <laughs> they, they know you're in town because you hit the <laughs> horn. It's like one of those, <laughs> or one of the musical ones. <laughs> no, we we have we have a comic. That comes through Atlanta, and he's you know John Locken. Uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. really long name. hair and all that. And he always talks about New Orleans yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah, he he just always tells me the same story of how he's just riding around in an RV. Is he doing... an RV or is he a truck guy? Like a. I mean, I don't know. No, I've okay. never, maybe, I've maybe never. Kind of, I've met a couple of guys that are in town sometimes that like drive trucks, like semi trucks. Oh which shit! Kind of interesting. Just go from place to place and do open mics or whatever. Town or city they end up in. I guess, yeah. I mean, it's the same difference. There's a bed in both. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to stop you from uh, oh, man. from following your dreams and dropping off uh, paper towels when we need them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to, you know, act one day or, you know, do whatever else comedy can lead you to. But at the end of the day, my passion is being on stage. I, I, laugh. So if this all blows over, do you are you going back to, like, bartending to pay the bills i mean is there like any kind of joy from that like i i've always i always like probe with comics because like always like to find out who has the best day job or the best survival job <laughs> i have i have the best job so your circus okay. is over i'll be I the feel first like- admit and i know that this bubble's gonna burst and it's you know there's a temporary burst right now and who knows how long this burst is gonna be but i mean my job i pinch myself every day i mean i go to work like i said 10 or 11 at night two nights a week sometimes three nights a week you know if we're open on a thursday or sunday i go in there i fucking party you know (laughs) allegedly i drink you know as much as i want you know it's just you don't i mean as long as you don't get too fucked up as long as you're responsible and you do you know it almost makes me better more sociable i just meet people great people i mean i work at a edm club it's like a rave club so i mean the girls are all basically naked i mean just thongs and pasties the dudes are all just crusty smelly hippie dudes but they're all nice as fuck so i mean i just you know hit on the girls drink have fun and then walk out of there with hundreds of dollars at the end of the night and that's, that's my that's all the money i need to make is working two or three nights a week fucking so, partying like i miss like that's what sucks about this quarantine like if i had a job that i hated at least the one thing you can be is like all right like at least at least i don't have to go to work the next couple of weeks even if you're not getting paid it's like well fucking i don't have to go through that torture of the grind but me, I love my job. Like this weekend was the first weekend I haven't worked in a long time. And it was just like, fuck. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was, yeah, like it was just partying and getting paid <laughs> for it. 
So I legitimately like I would have worked for free this weekend <laughs> just to do yeah. something. I'm I'm getting there too, where it's just like they've cut my hours drastically, and I'm yeah. just like, I'll just come in. <laughs> right. Like, please give me some like <laughs> semblance of like normalcy, because yeah, being in my apartment is just miserable right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm stuck here talking to you, fucking guys. <laughs> like, you know, think I'd be here on a Sunday? Yeah, really. <laughs> moment in your no. terrible life. Uh, so <clears throat> I've been to your club a couple times. I feel like it's okay. by far some of the strangest people. Yeah, for sure. What? What's like the? Have you had like a weirdest moment, or is it just generally always weird, kind of every night? Generally, always weird. I mean, yeah, you never know what you're gonna get. I mean, you could draw on drugs and stuff. I mean, they're nice. I mean, it's it's, it's so weird because I've worked at other clubs. I mean, at this club that I'm at now, I've never seen a single fight. I've never seen somebody get like, I've never had somebody curse me out or get mad at me. I mean, if the worst case, they just go pass out somewhere because they took too many mm-hmm. drugs. But that's about it. But everybody's nice to each other. <laughs> I mean, the, last weekend, there was a lot of fucking going on. And I don't know if it's the coronavirus or... There was this random guy going around passing out hand sanitizer, and I think he might have dosed the hand sanitizer. Because there are people everywhere. Just, I mean, like, I've got videos, just multiple people legitimately fucking throughout the club, like in corners of places, on couches. And I've seen it, like, sporadically here and there, but the other night, I mean, six or seven different instances. Wait, hold, wait, hold on. I, <laughs> oh my God. There's too much of uh, something a, going on. a I'm casual tone. Too much casual tone in your voice there. Are you saying <laughs> right, the, the that a guy, seen. you're saying a guy dosed hand sanitizer with what <laughs> I'm assuming might be Molly, because that's, that's my what, uh, conspiracy theory. And then you just casually watched eight people fucking across the club. Yeah, and then two of the, or four of the people, I should say, they were on my couches out in the patio. Like after we'd already closed, I was kind of leaving and I saw them in the corner. It was two guys and two girls. Um, a black guy, a white guy, and two white girls. The two girls are on top of the guys, and the white guy keeps reaching over and trying to touch the black guy. And the black guy's like, yo, dude, chill. The fuck, man, chill. Like, this is not. And so we finally get security to break them all up. And I find out that none of them know each other. The girls don't know each other. The guys don't know each other. The guys don't know the girls. They just, the four of them had just somehow all wound up right here in the corner of this couch. And what? Fucking orgy. Oh, my God. Yeah, so and then that, they, all just, they all just went separate ways. I figured at least the girls were friends with each other. Or one of the couples, no, none of them knew yeah. each other at all. Because they were all like, yeah. once you broke it up, it was like they went in a weird trance. They're like, oh, what, what's going on? And they just all left. All going to separate cars. Yeah. Separate- <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, man. Yeah, yeah. don't ever That's call just- me. See ya. <laughs> I, so when I ask you what's the weirdest moment, that... That didn't that pop up. My answer was it that did, should... but it just—I don't know if that's the weirdest. It's, no, <laughs> it's been some weird shit, man. All right, so if someone wants to have weird moments like that, they're like, "Hey, you know what I want for like a fun job is I want to be a fucking nightclub bartender." What yeah. What do they need to do? Like, how did you find uh, yourself in that? Dude, I get asked this question so often by people because I mean, it's such a—I mean, obviously, people it's want a fun that job. job. It's fucking lucky, mm-hmm. man. I mean, I, it's luck, I guess. You either have to be a hot girl. I mean, I'm. There's two guy bartenders and 17 girl bartenders there. So, I mean, it's, and that's, that's how every club in the city is. And so to be a guy bartender at one of them, it's crazy. Um, for me, I, I do a lot of private bartending. So I bartend like weddings, birthdays, stuff like that. And I was asked to guest bartend at Opera Nightclub. So I bartended oh, there a bunch of times. They just kind of needed, they didn't want to hire somebody full time, but they would just have me come in if they needed somebody for a night. So I would come in and do that. They loved me, wanted to hire me full time. Um, then they changed ownership. It was taking a while. The GM from there left and became a manager 
I believe, and kind of hit me up and was like, hey, man, you know, I wanted you at Opera for the past three months. Come over here. I got you a job. Like, didn't even interview. Just, you know, day one, got to work. So, yeah. So, so you went from, like, private events yeah. to, like, so, okay. I mean, and that I makes do. sense. And I've worked in restaurants. I've worked in all different kinds of bars and restaurants. I've been bartending almost 10 How years did you now. get into bartending in general, though? Like, what, what started um, any of that? When I first got out of college, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do because I just got out of college, got into the army. Um, so I started doing mortgage loans. I was writing mortgage loans. Hell yeah, I dude! Every goddamn fucking second of that. sell Shit those adjustable rates. Right? It was Get them to sign on the line, which is dotted. <laughs> Balloon payment. It's fine. Yeah. So it was just it was terrible. <laughs> so I quit that, and I had waited tables like in high school and college and stuff. So I went back to that, um, and then just. I lied to Ruby Tuesday. It was my first bartending job. Oh, that's how it always starts. You have to lie. You have to lie. Yeah, it's Ruby Tuesday, man. Come on. They're lying to you, too. (laughs) They're lying that their food is good. So, yeah, I told them all the time, like, I mean, I just Googled top 50 cocktails, learned those, learned the basic types of wine and beer, and that's it, man. And don't be an idiot. You know, and be good with people. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Don't be an it's, idiot. It's... I I was a bartender for like three months in yeah. college, okay. and I I lied my way through that too, because yeah. you have to. They'll never hire you if you don't have experience. So I did the same thing. I brought uh, I bought the the bartender's Bible. Yeah, okay. and I just make like cocktails out of there and just kind of get comfortable with like what you're talking about, like the top fifty and all that. Then I bought like the beer bible and kind of just studied up. <laughs> and I worked at the different religious. What would you need? Yeah. Actual bible yeah. in your life. <laughs> yeah, no, that, I really do. And uh, so then I worked at a place called the Brass Tap. Uh huh. And man, did I realize how unprepared I was? Like by the. By the time like training was happening, because I remember yeah. he's like, "Oh, just make like a, I don't even remember what it was." He's like, "Just make like a Long Island or something," mm-hmm. and I'm just like, "Fuck, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know how to free pour." And that's all they wanted to do was oh, free yeah. pour. And I'd been using like jiggers the whole time, and mm-hmm. I'm like, "Fuck." Don't use the hard arm. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Excuse me. Jigga. Jigga. Um. Yeah. Oh God. And then like, I remember the fucking bar manager hated my guts, mm-hmm. probably because he could see through all the bullshit, but somehow I worked there for three months <laughs> and it was just the strangest time, but I enjoyed it. It was fun. I'd go back yeah. to bartending. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Everybody, I think wants to be a bartender at some point in their life until you do it for 10 years and then you're like, okay, this, this was fun. <laughs> it gets old. I don't have a job. I, I feel not like it's yet, the same, but it's not something I'm going to want to do when i'm 40 years old and it's not something that's gonna you know if I have you don't want to be that like dive bar bartender that's just no, been in the industry too man. long I mean, fuck, dude. I might you're have like to. wiping the 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 bar counter off and someone walks in and you can't even like greet them like you just have so much <laughs> jadedness in your heart you just like look at them what yeah <laughs> that's the greeting what <laughs> yeah so what what's going to be the name of this podcast you have anything tentative my podcast yeah um, I mean, what do you want to call this podcast? Here, right? well, no, yeah. Hold on. Hold I had to come up with ideas. a name. I got a couple ideas yeah. for you guys. <laughs> hey, it'll save me some time if you have a name. Now I want to do, um, I'm thinking shooting the shit. I don't know shooting why. Shooting the shit? I've always said. Oh, you, girls, you can have a great cover for that. Right? Girls gossip, yeah. guys shoot the shit. That's our form of gossiping, you know? You get guys yeah, yeah. around. Yeah, STS, shooting the shit. Call the fans like shitheads or something. I don't know. Oh my god! No, what <laughs> shitheads? For that alone, you no have to do that. Right? Yeah. Oh shitheads. man, I'm so excited. <laughs> to you guys gonna join the shithead army? 
I do. Oh. I'll get a shithead tattoo tomorrow <laughs> if you get this up and running. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my god. All right. I I like all of that. I wish we kind of came up with some of it. Um, what what so shooting the shit? What what? I mean, I I hate to do this because I know it's like so slow in quarantine. But if we weren't in quarantine, what are some plugs you might have? Like, what do you want people to yeah, seek of course, out? This is the time when I actually have plugs. I actually oh. had shows coming up. Yeah, yeah. this is oh. so shitty, dude. So I'm supposed to headline at Jimmy Max and Marietta on Monday, March 30th. So next Monday. I don't know. They're still doing the open mic there tomorrow. So fucking God willing, they'll still let me headline next Monday in front of less than 10 people legally. And then uh, April 20th, 420. So she's doing the Dallas 420 Comedy Festival. Um, oh, nice. In Dallas, Georgia. So don't get, I know that nice was, you thought it was Dallas, Texas. I, I, no. I thought it was Dallas, Fort Worth. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No, no, Dallas, no. Georgia, about an hour west of Atlanta. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to be a huge festival. I mean, like a multi camera shoot, big comedians. So, oh, wow. fuck yeah. God, yeah, like I said, I mean, hopefully that's a month from now. So hopefully y'all come out to that April 20th, 420 Comedy Festival. Where, where, where can the people follow you? Jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So all social media. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Chatterbait, uh, Matt Tamburino. <laughs> it's T A M B U R R I N O. So that's me on all of them. You have an incredible last with that name. fucking WAP name. Yeah, nobody else has it. So. <laughs> Tamburino. Yes. It's, it rolls. I like it. I, honestly, you're one of my favorite comics introduced because there's just something fun about going like, <laughs> Matt Tamburino. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I always enjoy it. But. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think we accomplished something. I think we got think somewhere we with this. I think we did. Yeah. We got at the very least we got to test out my new microphone. So yeah. oh, I appreciate that. That's, what the, that's, that's a, not that's the way we're ending this. You better have some yeah. more fucking enthusiasm. Yeah. Shout out yeah. fucking <laughs> Samson Q to you microphone. Okay, we're not plugging microphones. Whoa, whoa, we're moving whoa, yeah. on from this. Matt, Matt, Matt where can the people find you? Well, they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt underscore Regal. I apologize for the underscore. I hate it too. <laughs> it but that's, helps, we though. had to do it. Because I'm Matt well, you know, Tamburino, so it's M-A-T-T, and he has to do another Oh, there's T. three T's. Oh, you got to break oh, that, that up. That's, that's, that's true. Break that up. Yeah. T's. See, I, I had an orthopedic surgeon who was cock-blocking my Twitter name, no. and I don't think he's tweeted since 2013, and I still can't get it well, yeah, it was an orthopedic and now it's just about tweeted. synergy I just, yeah i know well he was seriously he would tweet about like an orthopedic that mouth do? Uh, oh, that's conference orthopedics feet. yeah Never mind. i was thinking of mouth yeah <laughs> i was thinking oral yeah no yeah different different part of the body but that guy's still still got my name ty where can they find you uh you can find me at ty.colgate on instagram at ty colgate on everything else uh, then find the show at Ty and Matt Show, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I mean, I, w- I wish I had like a Christian's Mingle. You, you kind of threw that chatterbait <laughs> thing out, and I was like, oh, I want a weird thing to say too. I have to get going. <laughs> well, I mean, fuck, dude. Things are getting bad. Well, I mean, we're all getting desperate, no doubt. On camera. <laughs> uh, this, is, this has been fun, Matt. I, it feels weird to say that because I also host with Matt. It's been right. fun, Matt. Uh, yeah. Guys, this has been great. Thanks for listening to Ty and Matt, and have a good evening. <laughs>